you how to reignite the embers of a distant and lonely relationship into a blazing, emotionally intimate connection. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul crush in love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can rekindle your relationship by pouring a little gas on your relationship ember. This podcast is for informational purposes and should not be misconstrued for specific relationship advice. For advice for your specific relationship, seek a local couples therapist for relationship counseling for couples therapy. Welcome back to Relationship Psych. Today we're talking about how to have deeper conversations with your spouse. What to do to feel closer, have a deeper connection, and to have conversations that can go on for hours. So maybe you've been together a while and the standard questions that you ask just leave you with some standard responses. Maybe you ask, how was your day? Your partner responds, good. You? You say, good. Then, silence? What do you say next? So there are some simple tools to help you be a better listener and increase the chances that you and your partner can have better conversations. Here's the thing though, you both need to be at least somewhat willing for those conversations to go better, to have them, for them to be deeper. If you have a partner that doesn't want to talk to you, that isn't willing to chat, these tips might not work. So you both have to be somewhat willing to have better conversations and willingness is a thing that is internal. We need to be willing to take some steps, to do something different, to have deeper conversations with our partner. The other thing you should be willing to do is turn towards that bid for attention, affection, connection. Anytime our partner reaches out for attention, affection, connection, a deeper conversation, we have an opportunity to either turn towards our partner, so engage with them. We could turn away, which is like ignore them or be busy or just disregard that that bid. Or we can turn against them and say something like, oh, what the hell? There you are trying to talk to me again. Go on, do your own thing. Or, ugh, here we go again. You just try to talk, talk, talk. That's turning against and that's going to hurt the relationship. So two things that need to happen for you to have deeper, better conversations with your partner are to first be willing and two, be able to turn towards that bid for connection. So in my house, I also have to do some thoughtfulness about thinking about what is a good time to bid my partner for connection because my partner often has headphones on. And if I see him and I try to talk to him with those on, I'm likely to get set up to be turned away from. He's not going to notice. I'm not going to get the response I want. So there's some responsibility on me too to say, Hey, your headphones are on. Would now be a good time to take them off. Can we chat later? So that he has an opportunity to turn towards me and when he's actually available to do so. So part of having a good conversation with your partner, having that deeper conversation is making sure your partner is available to actually have that conversation with you. I know I can get frustrated when my partner always has his headphones in. I'm like, I want your attention now. But then I think about it. I would rather him have his headphones in than be playing his books or his music or his TV shows out loud. So I have to pick my battles and be willing to ask him, hey, can you take your headphones off so we can chat? So there's a little bit of responsibility on me too. So here are some tips that can help you deepen your conversations. And these tips come from cognitive behavioral therapy, emotion focused therapy, uh, research from the Gottmans. And so let's go through what those are. I have six tips for deeper conversations for you today. The first tip is to set yourself up for success. 
to have a great conversation with your partner, you have to be prepared to listen. And so many people listen to respond. They listen to disagree. They listen to share their own point of view. But part of having a great conversation is to listen. I recently watched the TV show Ultimatum. And on that show, after they had spent so in the TV show, Ultimatum, if you haven't watched it, what they do is they spend time with a different partner for about a month and then they switch and they spend a month with their partner before deciding if they're ready to take the next step and get engaged. After spending the month with their new partner, they learned one of the big things they weren't doing in their original conversations with their original partners was listening, seeking to listen, understand. So that's one of the first steps you want to do to be a great listener is set yourself up in the mental space to be able to listen, to be able to show up and truly, truly seek to understand what your partner is saying. So that is the first step. The second step is tuning into their channel, not yours. This is hard to do. So if you think of like, you know, you're on Netflix, first of all, maybe you're watching a TV show and it finishes no TV show is popping into my head right now to give you an example, but you're watching one Netflix show. Then as it ends, you're not quite ready to tune into a next show, but you know you need to because that show is over. And as you go to tune into the next show, maybe you're still hanging on to the characters from the previous show. You really liked it, but you have to switch the channel to get into the new show. That happens with us and our partners too. We're in our, our own channel, our own point of views, and we have to think about changing the channel from ours to seeking to understand what our partner is saying and their channel. So being willing to tune in there. The third step to deepening your conversations is truly listening and asking good open-ended questions. If you've ever taken an active listening seminar, this is part of that, asking good open-ended questions. So an open-ended question is anything that can't be answered with a yes or no. So it's how come that's important to you? Tell me more about that. Help me understand your feelings here. What do you wish happens? Those are examples of open-ended questions. The goal of an open-ended question is to open the heart, get your partner to understand their beliefs, their thoughts deeper, to share them with you. So often when we ask open-ended questions, we ask them and we allow someone to deepen their own knowledge of themselves. And to be witness to that is an intimacy, is a bonding creating experience. Now we ask closed questions, quite often a closed question traps our partner, traps them in a yes or a no, and very often we're actually trying to persuade or prove a point when we ask a yes or no question. So do your best to just listen, ask open-ended questions for the purpose of your partner understanding themselves better, for you understanding them, not to prove your point. The next thing you do after you've done this is to summarize back what you've heard someone say, what you've heard your partner say. I heard this quote, I don't know who said it, but I think it's so good, is the single greatest illusion in communication is that communication has actually happened. So often we say something, we're like, did you hear me? Were you listening? I don't know. So what you can do is just summarize back as accurately as you can to ensure you got it. That way they can do a few things, either confirm that you got it or say you didn't and elaborate. The fifth step to be a great listener is to validate. That really shows understanding. And what validation is, is not agreement, which often people get stuck on because they're like, oh, I have to agree. No, no, no. Because you're in their channel, you're seeing things from your partner's point of view. It's seeing something that from their point of view makes sense, that you get, that you understand and saying a statement like, okay, that makes sense to me. I see how you got there or no wonder you feel that way. 
It's just validating something about what they said that conveys you get it from their side. This is a really powerful, powerful way to be there for someone and show, hey, I get you. I'm here to be deep with you. Even if I don't agree with you, it's safe to be yourself, be your own point of view. Now, a really big key is before you share your own points of view and trying to debate or change your partner's point of view, is just remember, people do best. We listen best. We go deeper better. If we're heard and understood, and really feel heard and understood our own satisfaction before someone tries to persuade us. We want to be heard and that our points of view are valid because guess what? Probably is valid. So if you disagree or you have a different view, wait till your partner is done before sharing that different view. Okay, the sixth tip for you to help you deepen conversations is when your partner says something that you relate to, you can relate, share your own experience and how you understand it. Now, the key to relating is making sure that when you relate to somebody's experience, it doesn't negate their story or put down their story or critique their story. It's just a way of saying, oh yeah, I've gone through that too. So those are six tools that you can use to deepen your emotional connection with your partner. What they are again, I'll just go through them high level, setting yourself up, tuning into their channel, listening and asking open-ended questions, summarizing what you've heard them say, validating some piece that makes sense, and relating to the story. Now, if you're like, okay, great tips, Amber. I don't know what questions to ask. And when I'm doing therapy, very often I coach people through this framework exactly. Now I say to them, okay, can you ask your partner an open-ended question? And they get stumped. So often, instead of being able to ask an open-ended question that opens their partner's heart, they try to prove a point. They say yes or no question, or they're like, uh, 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 I don't know what to ask. So I give them a list of questions. And I have a list of questions for you too in my free guide, The Emotional Intimacy Cheat Sheet. This is a conversation guide with 36 questions designed to help you and your partner deepen your connection through conversation. So if you want this in the show notes, there is a link to get the free guide, The Emotional Intimacy Cheat Sheet, so that you two can have better conversation about whatever topic using some questions to open up each other's hearts. So I hope you found this helpful. And I think the biggest thing I learned in communicating with my own husband was to recognize we can have totally different views. That's okay. We can have different views about different things and it doesn't mean I have to correct it. I could just be like, you know, so often people give the, is the sky blue? What if the, what if my partner says the sky is orange? Then I can sit back and go, okay, so you think the sky is orange. I don't have to correct them. I can later say, you know, from my point of view, I thought the sky was purple today. Maybe we are seeing it differently because of the sunset or the way the, you know, the light was reflecting. We don't have to correct everything our partner might say that's different, although we might be tempted to. So if you haven't, download the free guide, the Emotional Intimacy Cheat Sheet for those 36 questions to help you have conversations with your partner and just do your best to be a great listener. When we're a great listener that sets the stage for deeper conversations, more connection, and a closer and more intimate relationship with the person we love the most. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couple's therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.